When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Today, we've got a big guest, Ben from the CEO of Facts on TikTok with over 2.5 million followers. He has joined us today. He's going to talk about TikTok. He's going to talk about his pages, and he's also going to talk about NFL and fantasy football, what this podcast is really about. He's a big football fan, football enthusiast. Uh, How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I, I love sports. I love to talk sports. You know, let's get down to it. We're talking a well, lot. Well, thank of stuff. you for coming on. Yeah, it's it's exciting to do a uh, podcast with you because you're. I've done some podcasts with other TikTokers, but you're one of the few that like I followed before I started a TikTok. Awesome. So you're you're you know a, a big creator. Um, but I wanted to ask you more about what exactly it is you do because I think pretty much everyone <laughs> has seen your TikToks, whether it's COVID updates. But a lot of people don't really understand what you do. What is your day job? You've got a lot of different yeah. brands and channels. So what is it exactly that you uh, do or I call do. yourself? Bro, I do so much. It's really crazy. Um, yeah, so TikTok just kind of happened by accident for me. Uh, I downloaded TikTok. Uh, in I think February of 2019 and and man immediately when I got on I was hooked I never thought I'd be making content uh, on TikTok I already however was a YouTuber and a content creator since 2018 um, in the world of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency where people know me as BitBoy Crypto that's my my name there or Ben from BitBoy Crypto and uh, we've blown up this year we're one of the biggest cryptocurrency YouTube channels. We have highly, I've got a studio. I have a, a full office here. Uh, you know, like a, I don't work out of my house anymore. I've got full-time editors that work for me. I've got, I've got a whole operation here. And uh, so, you know, really focused on the, the crypto channel. That's my main job, I guess, if you will, is making videos there. Um, and if anybody's interested in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, I certainly would love to have you guys come on over and check it out. So you guys can learn about it yourselves. Um, but so I never thought I was going to make TikTok content, but when I did, you know, think about it, I started, I was like, oh, I make cryptocurrency content. That makes sense. Well, it, you know, right now Bitcoin is going up and people are getting a little more excited about it. But uh, back in 2019, it wasn't really doing that. So people weren't really digging my cryptocurrency content. I just made a few and then I started making some random videos and, you know, then I made one that popped off. And then, you know, before I knew it, TikTok became, you know, a, a big uh, stream of, yeah, income, interest, influence, social, what, you know, however you want to look at it. It's a, it's a big thing that I do as well. So, so um, when was it and what video was it that really started, you know, your TikTok career as we yeah. could call it, you know, that went from, all right, I make some TikTok to videos to I'm a TikToker. <laughs> well, you know, kind of like my, my thing is, is, is already being a YouTuber. Uh, 
I have a, a, I think, you know, I've got a pretty good knack for finding things that work and then exploiting those things and making them, you know, push further. And so very early on in my TikTok career, if you will, uh, I realized I had something. So um, the first video I had that went viral was, uh, it was a Jeffrey Epstein video. You know, the, I don't know if you remember when the, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, like kind of meme was going yeah. around, you know, so um, basically, I made like a, a little test on Google Forms that I can't remember what the question was, you know, but it was like the last one, you know, like the the choice was like Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself, you know, and the video blew up and it did real well. I didn't get a lot of followers. The next week, I had another video that blew up that my actually my first million view video I ever got I had a million views in like, you know, maybe eight hours, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was it was a silly video. I was down in uh, doing some crypto stuff down in Orlando, and I drove by SeaWorld, and I just took a little video of SeaWorld, the the sign that was it, and I just and like the way the video is is I'm in a car, and so the screen's kind of facing down. It just has the text that says "Never been this close to a uh, never been this close to a prison before," and then I flashed <laughs> out the camera, and it's SeaWorld. And it was all jokes, bro. You know, like I'm yeah. not like an animal rights activist. Like I love animals, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not like, I'm not in PETA or anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, people like immediately took it. Like I'm some kind of, I had all these comments who were like, oh, you're a true warrior and all this. I'm like, just jokes. I made a video. It's like, what can I do with this? I was like, let me throw this text on there. You know, like I didn't do anything. Got a million views, but, but I didn't get that many followers. I only, by that point, I only had like 2,000 followers, whatever. And I realized something really big. And if you're, if your face is not in your video, people aren't going to follow you. There are very few exceptions mm. to this rule. Very few exceptions. On TikTok, people do not follow videos. They follow people. And so at that point, I decided I need to branch out a little bit more. And I need to start doing more, uh, putting myself out there in the videos and my personality and, you know, information, knowledge, whatever. Then I, uh, Kobe, excuse me, Kobe died, which was very sad. I like cried in the video. Yeah, like Kobe's, Kobe's my favorite athlete of all time you know it was very sad through that though i started a petition to change the logo or whatever like i started getting a lot more followers you know and before you knew it um that kind of propelled me forward like i didn't use it for that okay don't, don't ever want people to think that i use kobe's death or anything i certainly didn't but that did help my account making videos about that you know tributes whatever I got up to about 150,000 uh, followers. Um, over Just about, like that. Wow. I, from November to January, I went from zero to 150,000. And then I did the dark web video. And it wasn't even a big deal. It, all the dark web video I did was, is, hey, this is the dark web. This is the deep web. I'm going to do series telling you crazy stuff that happens on the dark web. That was it. The video got 15 million views. But the thing for me that really it's been crazy as I've had two videos that have absolutely like gone God mode, you know, mm -hmm. on, on TikTok and the follow rate from those is insane. I got almost eight. I got 900,000 followers in three days from that video. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't I, happen on YouTube. That's, I mean, that's what makes TikTok so addicting. It is. Yeah. That it, can't it, happen. Yeah. Wow. So, and, so, now, and, then, and then I did the Mickey with the Mickey one I did, I got like another 700,000 from that one. So really like on my account, like two, two of my videos are responsible for like, you know, 60% of my growth or whatever. So, yeah. Wow. Um, 
that's, that's my encouragement to people is when you're making videos, make sure you're making videos that like when you get one that's viral, people are going to actually follow you. Don't like just post a meme and hope it goes viral. It's not going to help you really. Yeah. Now it's, it's interesting because your, your page, I mean, you have so many different things on it. You know, you did COVID updates. You did, you've done sports things just recently. Right. <laughs> the new Fauci's mask and first pitch. People um, do that way too serious. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's something that, I always found when I was like trying to find how to become a YouTuber or something, people are like, make sure you have a niche, make sure mm-hmm. you have your type of content. Do you think that applies for TikTok or is it just more of a free for all? Just well, make what I, you think will go viral that day. In general, that's true. Okay. Like in general, I actually, throughout the history of my account, tried to have some niches, as I like to call them. I, I, I don't prefer the niche pronunciation. Okay. I'm I'm a regular guy. We say niche around here, okay? Okay, I, I never know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> nobody does. I don't think it's one of those words nobody knows, but I say niche, okay? Okay, uh, niche but is I good. started out, you know, I started out doing cryptocurrency, and cryptocurrency was my niche, okay? Then I kind of, like, expanded and it was doing just, you know, random stuff, didn't really know. Uh, but then I found that my sports videos were doing great. I said, oh, now I'm a sports guy because, I mean, out of all things – like I love sports more than anything else. Like I am a sports guy, you know, for sure. I mean, I love Bitcoin. I love crypto. I love all that stuff, but I mean, uh, you know, I, I would forsake anything to, you know, for during Falcon season, you know, to make sure I'm watching the game. So, um, uh, so I had that niche. Then I kind of moved on. It was like the dark web guy, you know, and then there was another guy that kind of maybe copied me and became a dark web guy too. A few of those people, you know, so I had that niche. Then I was doing the Disney thing. I, one thing I encourage people to do is if you have to reinvent yourself, do it. You know, there, there, there's t- I've, I, several times when I hit walls, I had to reinvent what I was doing. And every time, found something that worked and scaled it to as, as far as it could get me and then move on to the next thing. But in general, my account is talking facts. You know, I also conspiracies too. I talk to some conspiracies too, but I try to keep those factual, you know, t- tell you what's going on with them and why people believe these things. I don't say that I don't believe in a lot of conspiracies myself, you know, um, some of the COVID stuff is a little weird, but yeah, I, I, I don't get there. deep in that stuff. You know, like I like to look at it and read it and talk about it, but like, I don't, you know, I don't think that, you know, we bombed our own twin towers for nine 11. I think we went to the moon, you know, I, I, I think, you know, most conspiracies aren't really true, but some are, and that's why it's important to be able to, to talk about those things. So I've really built my brand in a way that's so, it, it's specific to kind of a niche, like an informational niche, but it's so general. I can also kind of talk about whatever I want to talk about, but I'm not doing dance videos, you know. So. <laughs> when will the dance videos come? Well, I did a break dancing video. I did delete it though uh, for a challenge when Mr. Beast was offering money. From, you know, I did a break dance. I, I, can, I can break dance. I can dance, you know, but it, one thing I, I prided myself on, well, I'm a little older, you know, I'm older. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. be dancing on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, one of the things I've kind of prided myself on is being able to grow a TikTok account and not do those things, you know, mm-hmm. to show not older people trends. like, yeah, like show older people like, Hey, this is, you know, I really believe short form content is the future of content all the way across the board, you know? So um, I encourage a lot of, you know, older people to jump on there. My friends in crypto that have YouTube channels, I try to tell them like, you got to go get a TikTok account. Businesses I know, you got to be on there. You got to have a presence. It's really important, especially if Microsoft buys it. That's the big news going around now. Yeah, it looks like probably won't be banned, right? 
If yeah, so uh, basically, you know, Donald Trump has said that we are the United States is going to make China sell it. Uh, if they don't sell it, it's going to be banned. And so, pretty much, well, ByteDance, you know, the company that owns TikTok, mm-hmm. which is, we could get into all the weird weavings of the Chinese Communist Party with businesses in China, <laughs> but we won't do that. Um, but they don't have choice, really. I mean, what are they going to do? They're just going to give up all this money. They're going to oh, well, ban us. We'll just go ahead. No, they're going to sell it. And Microsoft, it looks like, is emerging as the prime candidate, which will be good because it'll take care of uh, a lot of the Chinese censorship on the app. That'll be interesting to see how the app changes. Yeah. But yeah, that's good that it will continue to be a platform because I know it's, it's changing a lot of people's lives, which sounds mm-hmm. kind of silly, but it, it has a lot of influence. Um, now, another thing that's changed people's lives, nice little segue here, coronavirus. Now, this is a fantasy football podcast, so I want to get your thoughts. Is the season going to happen? Because there's been lots of talks. I've heard things that say there's no way it happens. Things that say, oh, they've already, you know, figured out their plans, signed off players. But it seems like no one really knows yet what's going to happen. We are having players, big name players, opting out of contracts. What are your thoughts? Do you think the season will happen? Yeah. The NFL is a machine. You know, the the NFL will happen. I, I don't see any way the season gets canceled. The baseball stuff is very interesting because, you know, they keep having players pop positive with, mm-hmm. with it. And, uh, you know, look, I'm not, I'm definitely not the, we all need to wear masks. We all need to hide in our houses. We need to like, I mean, I wear masks, but I'm just saying, I don't feel like we need to force that on people. I'm very just like, you know, let's kind of live our lives, but let's be safe. But then you look at the Marlins and you see that, supposedly they got the their virus you know the the breakout they had started because they went to magic city in freaking atlanta the same the same thing that the lou williams did from the uh i think he plays on the clippers now or the rockets i don't know what team he plays for anymore he's from atlanta but he said because you know magic city the strip club had great chicken wings so he went up there and went out (laughs) the nba bubble yeah i remember that yeah so supposedly the marlins did the same thing the marlins that's where this thing started and so if that's true which I don't, you know, that's not been a hundred percent yet. It just shows that, you know, they, a lot of these players are taking it about as seriously as, you know, a lot of people in the country. And, you know, if we have these huge, excuse me, outbreaks, the, the thing that I'm worried about in baseball uh, is the competitive advantage or disadvantage that it'll provide. If all of a sudden, you know, you're the Braves, you know, my team and, you know, Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman already had it, so he won't have it again probably. But, you know, if, if, if let's say hypothetically, like Freddie Freeman, Nick Markakis, uh, uh, Acuna, Albies, all these guys caught it, and then you're having to play games without your best player. Not due to injury. It's funny because I was listening to the radio today, and they actually did a, a report on uh, some player from the Yankees. And I was like, man, I cannot believe this guy has corona. And they actually just gave like a real injury he had. And I was like – Sounds so weird hearing like an actual injury instead of he's out with Corona. Yeah, like an actual, there are other injuries, other yeah. <laughs> other things that can happen to you besides yeah. but Corona. I, but I, I think it's going to happen though. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a season ticket holder with the Falcons and I've been in contact with them. And, you know, they, they say we're going to do a lottery. Now in Georgia, we're very, we're very conservative in Georgia. Yeah. But I mean, we're very liberal with the way that we've, uh, you know, handled the uh, coronavirus. And we were the first, one of the first states to let up the lockdown. Our state remember, doesn't require yeah. masks. And, uh, you know, it, it hasn't, yeah, we've had a spike. A lot of places have had spikes, you know. And, 
you know, so it, the NFL is leaving it up kind of to the uh, state legis- the state government. And the state government says it's fine. The Falcons say it's fine. So we're going to be ten or 20,000 fans in the games. They're going to spread us out. As a season ticket holder, basically there's going to be, I think, there's definitely going to be one, but I think two separate lotteries. Uh, one for the first four games of the season and one for the second four games of the of the season at home. Huh. And so I'm going to get to go to probably two games, which wow. you know, maybe I don't always love to go to an away game every year, though we're going to go to Green Bay this year. So that's all I think. Yeah, wow. So that's that's definitely good. But um, the fantasy football implications for if a player goes out with COVID – Oh, this man, season's going to be insane. I mean, what if you what if you spend your first round pick on Christian McCaffrey, and he gets COVID out? What is it, three weeks? <laughs> bro, this is really are we going to be bro, are bro, we going to be? Dr- <laughs> bro, this is dark. Okay, I'm going to say I'm just going to say something very dark. Okay, okay. okay. There are going to be some people out there. They're going to be trying to, and I'm not talking about fantasy football. I'm talking about gambling. Okay, there will oh, be some no. people out there was sending some. Uh, some beautiful young ladies with the coronavirus to go try to hang out with certain football players. By some to... people sending, do you mean Bill Belichick? <laughs> do you mean Bill Belichick? <laughs> He's gonna be before you know it. Uh, the the Tampa Bay hotel is gonna be run over by. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, a that's hot, hot blondes with uh, that's COVID. With COVID, yeah, that's um. I, I've heard, you know, that if you get it, you can't get it in the same season, the antibodies. And I've seen people drafting Ezekiel Elliott way earlier than he normally goes because of that. Oh, And on one hand, you think that's ridiculous, but also this could have a huge effect on the Good. fantasy season. Yeah, so kind of a so, <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Now, I want to talk about the Falcons a little bit. You said you're a big fan. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on them? Because it seems like every year they've got the talent, they've got what they need to have to succeed, and they fall short. Um, last year's the defense that was just horrible. Uh, the offensive line was horrible. But this year it looks good. They've got so much talent on every end of the ball. Do you yeah. think this is a year they could actually – you know, push for a Super Bowl return. I can already go ahead and tell you exactly what's going to happen this season. I'll go ahead and tell you exactly how it's going to play out. We're going All to right. go fourteen and two. We're going to win the NFC. We're going to go to the Super Bowl in Tampa with our rivals. And and the night before the Super Bowl, Matt Ryan and Julio are going to catch COVID. Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly. <laughs> That is – is that not the most Atlanta thing you've ever heard? I, I want this on tape, okay? This needs to be on tape because when this happens, you guys can roll this back and be like, man, he really was right. Well, it, in all – They're going to catch it three-fourths, three-quarters of a ga- of of the way through a game, they'll catch COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, come on, man. That was, oh, man, they're going to have to rename COVID 28-3 instead of 19. So, <laughs> I was at that game, you know, it was – you were at that game. Yeah, I went to Super Bowl well, that year. Was that? Oh. I, it, me and my wife had a deal. If Falcons ever go to the Super Bowl, I go, period. That's it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I mean, it was yeah. a good game. I mean, not for not – Well, me for... and my friend, we were walking around in the third quarter, like, look, sightseeing. Like, it's over. We can't wait for the confetti, you know, and before you know it. Falcons, man. They Are you excited to play Brady again? Are you excited yeah, I, for that rematch? Do you think you'll get the better of him this time? I do. I think Tampa is the Cleveland Browns of this year. And what I mean by that is, like, Last year, Cleveland, everybody, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to do this. I mean, you know, Brady's – did you see him against Tennessee? Did anybody watch the game? Have you seen Gronkowski play in two years? And when he does play, is he not the most injury-prone guy you've ever seen? Yeah, they got Godwin. Yeah, they got Mike Evans. 
but Brady can't throw it down the field to him. So, yeah. you know. I think, yeah, I think people are way overestimating that team. I mean, yeah, Gronkowski, I'm seeing him rank like a top five fantasy football tight end. When he was playing, he wasn't a top five fantasy tight end. I mean, he was like five, six, seven years ago, but he's been so... And and they're not small injuries. Like, it's like serious (laughs) injuries. So I want to ask, if you're drafting a team this year, all biases aside, are you going to take, we're going to play some either or, Brady or Matt Ryan? I'm taking Matt Ryan for sure. You're taking Matt Ryan? Matt Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in our division. Period. All right, over Brady, over everyone else in there. Over Breeze, and definitely over Teddy Breeze. Over Breeze, for sure. I mean, Breeze has really benefited from Alvin Kamara. You know, mm-hmm. being last year he wasn't as good. Okay, we all know. Yeah. Um, but he's benefited from that. If you watch the way the Saints play, they don't play the same way they played when Breeze was in his prime. It, it kind of like Brady when he got to the end is more dinking and dunking and then. Michael Thomas, we know he's just a huge receiver. I mean, throw the yeah. ball to him or whatever. He's he's gonna gonna catch it except when it matters. And um, you know, I, I I think Breeze, this will be the year we see the decline of Breeze. Just like last All year right, we saw the decline of Brady. So yeah, I mean Breeze, really Breeze and Ryan have been neck and neck. Yeah. Breeze had the Super Bowl 10 years ago. Okay, but really, what difference has there been between Breeze and Ryan? Over the since that Super Bowl, really not that much. Yeah, Breeze has some better stats, but their offense is geared more towards passing the ball than the Falcons was for most of the last ten years. I mean, Matt Ryan gets a bad rap. He's he's clutch. He wins games. He does a lot. He's um, been but, very consistent too. Over, I think it's nine straight years with over four thousand passing yards. Mm-hmm. That's he's, he's on pace to break to to beat all Breeze's records. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of people just don't care it's it's a little interesting how so many people kind of toss him aside when they're talking about the good quarterbacks so how high are you taking him are you taking him or russell wilson oh i take russell wilson for sure okay you're taking russell wilson but but after that we get into a difference of talking about like stats and then like who would i want as my quarterback like russell for for fantasy for fantasy for for fantasy russell wilson all day or matt ryan for sure all right what about carson wentz I'm taking Matt Ryan because I, I still think Carson Wentz is injury prone. So you would have him. You would have him about top five, top eight or so. Eight. I would top, say about eight. Is about eight for fantasy. And people, I, and I actually forget, like that. People forget the Falcons were the hottest team in the second half of last year. We were already at the playoff hunt, but we went six and two. We beat the Niners. We beat the Saints. Uh, you know, we beat a bunch of good teams. Uh, we had one bad loss to Tampa and then another bad one wherever. We destroyed the Panthers. And we look really good the second half of next year. And I'll be really looking. We got a lot of new players on defense. We got a lot of former first-round picks on defense. So I think people are sleeping on the Falcons a little bit. I think I think we, we do have a good chance to, uh, you know, put us right in that position to choke. And as, <laughs> and as long as Gurley is healthy, he's going to help that offense a lot. I mean, yeah. the arthritis worrisome, but there's no denying the talent. That's yeah, going to help George open Boyd things too. up. Yeah, he is. Now, uh, let's do a little more. Kyler Murray or Josh Allen? Fantasy football, would you rather? Which one? Kyler Murray. I, I, I thought Kyler Murray was going to be a bust for sure. He was one of these guys came in and I said, this guy's going to be a bust. I didn't like his attitude. I didn't like, you know, a lot of the, excuse me, a lot of the interviews he had. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he had one good year in college, but he really impressed me last year. And uh, I, I, I am... Uh, very, very eager to admit 
that I was wrong on him. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. He's going to have a great season. I think the Cardinals are going to be surprisingly competitive. I think they'll be a surprise. I think uh, that division's going to be tough, but I think they could compete for it. Uh, are you high on Josh Allen at all, or are you in? The, there seem to be two boats. He's a horrible passer, or he's the next, you know, Cam Newton. You know what's funny is it, even if you go back to when he was in college, it's kind of been that same thing with him too. Where like in college, you would watch him play and you would be like, "This guy's got an arm." But he keeps throwing it to the other team, like, over and over again, like, in the worst possible times. But the announcers, you're thinking that in your head while you're watching him, which, by the way, he played at Wyoming. I visited Wyoming a few weeks ago, the most beautiful state I've ever been to. We drove oh, right yeah. past the University of Wyoming. But uh, he throws it to the other team, and you're sitting there in your brain, you're like, this guy, why are they talking about he's good? And then the announcers immediately go, well, you know, Josh Allen, he's just got nobody to throw to, no offensive line, and no, but he's going to be in good. And you're like, oh, well, I guess, I guess so, you know. Like, even back then, like, people were like, eh. So, I don't know. If you watched him in the playoff game against the Texans, same thing. Like, huge moments, peak moments, like, really, really good. And then, like, what the I mean, he lateraled it. Remember when he lateraled it? Yes! Like, <laughs> what are you doing? So, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of, like, uh, like Matthew Stafford kind of mm-hmm. like he's just got those moments. He's got skills. He's good. But then you're like, where are you throwing the ball? You know? So that's, that's kind of my feeling on him. So I guess what turns me off on him is the fact that there hasn't been drastic improvement. I mean, coming into the pros, his worries from college were the accuracy and decision-making and that's still a problem. A little like Mitch Trubisky. I, I mean, would, I think he's I think he's better, but Trubisky has moments, has moments, yeah. but there's still just underlying issues that may Trub- not ever go Trubisky away. Trubisky has moments because he's a good athlete. Okay. You know, like he has moments where you're like, man, that was a heck of a place. Like, yeah, he's an incredibly gifted athlete. You know, there's no question about it. But as far as a quarterback goes, like Trubisky sucks. <laughs> he's going to be out by the midway <laughs> in the season. And he probably ain't never going to start anywhere again unless no. somebody gets hurt, you know? So I'd be surprised uh, if he wins the starting job this year. I I, I could see. Not surprised, well, but I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Foles won it. I would be strictly from the perspective of the Bears know that if they take that starting job from him, they destroy him. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's similarly to what happened to Kaepernick, you know? Once that starting job got taken from him, he was toast. And we're not even talking about any of the other issues. Just as a football player, once that starting job was gone, he never had a shot again. And I think Trubisky's going to be the same way. It's, it's Once you take that starting job from him mentally, he's already questioning. He's looking at Mahomes. He's looking at Watson. And he's like, I'm not as good as those guys. And when he gets that confirmation, boom, it's over. He, he'll be out of the league in three or four years probably, I believe. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's sad, but it's, it's a weird – it still doesn't make sense why they drafted him there. Um, do you think things would have been different if he had gone to the Chiefs instead of Mahomes and Mahomes had gone to the Bears? Do you think it would? Because a lot of people say, oh, the Bears could have had Mahomes. And you you wonder, is all of it Mahomes or does the coaching, the situation play a lot? Do you think things would be drastically different? Or do you think Mahomes would still be great on the Bears and Trubisky would still be bad? Mahomes feels like a generational talent, you know, he's, you know, I'm a little bit older. I've seen the next hot guy come in. Well, that's not a weird, I've seen the next (laughs) good quarterback. Okay. Come in. Yeah. 
the the young rising star. I've seen him come into the NFL now probably 15 different times. And I've seen all the hype. I've seen the talk. I've seen it happen for Aaron Rodgers uh, for sure. You know, even going back to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning lived up to it. But uh, going back to Aaron Rodgers was the next guy. And then, you know, you had several people in between there. I've never seen anybody like Patrick Mahomes, you know. So I think I think wherever you put Patrick Mahomes in, they probably won a Super Bowl by now. And you put him on the Browns. You put him on any team, they're probably going to win a Super Bowl by now. What's really going to be interesting, though, now going forward is with his contract. Yeah, We saw this happen with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, where you get the contract, and now, you know, you got to start paying. You know, you can't pay your defense as much as you could. You can't bring in the hot free agents every year. You can't keep your, you know, top-tier – uh, receiver and your top tier running back, you know, so you got to make some choices. So we'll see how that affects, but I think Mahomes is good enough to even overcome that. So if you were to put Trubisky on the chiefs, I think he's a little more, if you put Trubisky on the chiefs, I think he's in a much better situation. I think uh, he probably starts following a very similar uh, career path to Alex Smith. Okay. Just that's, like that's a- about who I would compare him to, but when you get him this young and you break him. It's hard to recover. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, it's, I mean, a long history of quarterbacks like that that just get drafted to unfortunate situations and you can't recover. I mean, <laughs> I guess the best example would be Jake Locker, yeah, the Jake most Locker. extreme example. He, um, he crushed the Falcons. He had like a freaking like 70 yard run against us one time. Okay. He's like a farmer now. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah. he left. It was crazy. All right, well, so you know, I, actually, I actually had a chance, uh, uh, to go to the NBA, you know, I was a great basketball player, but I sprained my ankle real bad when I was seven and never recovered. So, <laughs> that was that. wait, really? You know, a bad situation. I was okay. just in a bad situation. I could have, I would have been good, man. I'm telling you, it wasn't for that playground. All right, so let's do a few more. Uh, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Which one is better for fantasy this year? <sighs> Dude, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Two great guys who are on their declines. Mm-hmm. I'm a Falcons fan. You won't ever hear me say Drew Brees is a great guy. So I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers because I can't take Drew Brees because I hate him. Are you are you worried about the love pick, or do you think that's going to motivate him? Oh, I forgot about that. Gosh, I to- it's been so long I totally forgot about that. I think it's going to motivate him, um, I, but I think it's going to destroy – I think that pick is going to destroy that team for sure uh, on the uh, over the next two years. Uh, is probably going to end up Aaron Rodgers is going to be somewhere else, maybe retire, is going to end up getting mm-hmm. coach fired probably, maybe maybe the GM. I don't even know their GM situation, but that's a bad, that was a bad move they did. I cannot believe they did that. You know, you yeah. know, you know why they did it? Because I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is a pretty crappy guy and people don't like him. I think that's why they did it. I, I don't think, think anybody, I don't, any, anybody likes Aaron Rodgers. That's, that seems to be, I mean, his family – teammates Mm -hmm. coaches it seems like it's hard and I wonder what's going to happen will he I mean obviously he's going to find a place if he leaves the Packers but our team is going to be as eager as we may think they would be to get Aaron Rodgers knowing all the personal problems and the Uh, you know but do you think any good teams no no I'm I'm thinking Jaguars I'm thinking Bears I'm Jets (laughs) who Jets Jets I mean it's a team, but they have a quarterback. I'm thinking Deshaun Watson going to the Patriots. I'm thinking Texans might be might be thinking Aaron Rodgers. Okay, those are the type of teams. I mean, you know, 
Nah, the Patriots. I don't think. I don't think Bill Belichick could live with Aaron Rodgers. No. That would be. That would be an interesting <laughs> dynamic. Belichick and Rodgers. That would be interesting. Yeah, would be. that would it, would. it would either be the best team ever or a complete dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh no, they, they they wouldn't work together. There's no way they would. They're very similar. I feel like you know Brady was real like. You know, I'll go with the flow. Aaron Rodgers is not a go with the flow. Guy. No, he wants complete control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he that's what happened with McCarthy. Do you think the Cowboys will be any good with McCarthy? That's another team that is kind of a, well, you know, a I'm lot not, of people hate them. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I would have told you I wasn't a McCarthy guy until I thought the Falcons were firing Dan Quinn. I was like, yeah, let's get Mike McCarthy. If you would ask me two years ago, I'd tell you Mike McCarthy's a bad coach. You know, anybody's better than Dan Quinn, I think. So, um, I, I think that I think that Mike McCarthy had worn his welcome out in Green Bay a, a while back, mm-hmm. and uh, it, they need a change probably about two years before they did it. Um, I when you look at the situation Mike McCarthy went to, where you had Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of hard to mess that up. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got Aaron Rodgers, like. It, yeah, actually had a good defense back then. You had a lot going for you. You had Dom Capers as your defensive coordinator. Um, I, I think Mike McCarthy probably gets way too much credit for that team. Um, so it'll be interesting. It, but you know what? Here's the thing. I would have said the same thing about Andy Reid, too. I would have said, you know what? Andy Reid is not great. He's good. He's not great. He can never get your team to the Super Bowl. He always gets you right there and can't get you there. And then he went to the Chiefs. Same thing, you know, his track record in Philadelphia said that, but you know what? He finally he only got the right guy and he finally broke it. So, um, you know, McCarthy does already have a Super Bowl under his belt. So um, he's got a really good team he's coming to in Dallas. Um, oh, yeah. Do you think Dak you know, is the guy, though? He's a guy. He's a guy. Okay. He's I don't a know guy. If he's a guy. But he's, I don't think there's any chance the Cowboys should move on from him. Who are they going to get this better? Yeah, that's I agree with that. A lot of people hate Dak, but he's he's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's good. You know, he's. I mean, he's. I'm really probably gonna regret what I'm gonna say. He's kind of in that Matt Ryan category. You know, he's like, he's good. Like he'll win you games. He can get there. There's just something he just can't at the last second. Now Matt Ryan had us there. Julio Jones catches the ball in the Super Bowl. If we kneel the ball, Matt Bryant comes out, kicks a field goal, and we win the game. You. So Matt, Matt Ryan was there. Like, he had it. You cannot blame anything in that Super Bowl. When he fumbled the ball, it was because Devontae Freeman missed a block, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jake Matthews ball. is the one that got the holding call that pushed us back. Like, you can blame a lot of it on play calling as well. You can't blame oh, yeah. anything that happened in that Super Bowl, in my opinion, on Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan was there. But it's kind of the same thing. Like, there's always something that happens. The Cowboys, like, there's always something that happens where they just can't get over that that hill, and I'm just not 100% sure it's Dak's fault, but he definitely isn't, like, making it better to elevate it to the place it needs to go, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's he's good enough to win games, but not the Super Bowl, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I kind of see that. He's he's really good. He can put up really good statistical performances, but, you know, some may say at the end of the day he's not a winner or something. You well, know, he I, just... I, I think a good way to say it would be he's a great quarterback. He really is. He's a great quarterback. But when you put him against an elite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady, well, Patrick Mahomes, whoever, 
he just can't Russell Wilson. He just can't seem to be on the same level those guys are on. And so for him to win games against those guys, he's got to have other things go right. Like his defense really step up or the other guy, the other team have a bad game or throw some picks at the wrong time or something like that. Yeah, I, I actually do agree with that. Yeah. Which may happen this year. That team is, should be so good. It's going to be interesting to see. I'll ask you a few more questions and then I'll let you head out. Um, so this one is very requested on uh, my page, but these two running backs, which do you like more, Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley? I mean, they're two of the most talented guys in the league. Uh, it's this, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. And uh, my son, he's eight. His name is Madden, by the way. That's that's our football thing going on. Uh, and we played a Madden franchise together, and and, and mm-hmm. we – we played as the Ravens because we wanted to be, you know, and we had Christian McCaffrey and we were good. And then we traded him for Saquon Barkley and we got a lot better. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon Barkley is a beast. He's, he's like an old school. I mean, obviously that's not a real reason to take somebody, but I like, I don't like the Panthers. First of all, obviously I hate every team in my division. Like, so much. Like, I, I, I like hate every team in my division so much. You like, there's no redeeming qualities of any of them or any of their players. Um, so I can't take McCaffrey on that alone, but, um, I do think Saquon is a better pure running back. Obviously, when you look at scheme, McCaffrey's got a lot of things he offers. He can catch the ball, do those little screen passes, you know, who knows? He can probably throw a halfback pass. He probably got a lot of stuff in his arsenal. Um, I think McCaffrey probably needs a good athletic quarterback to be able to really flourish. Somebody that can kind of get out of the pocket and then dump him the ball. Saquon Barkley's just traditional trees, you know, uh, legs like tree trunks. And um, I like a guy, I, I want a running back that can punish you, you know, like yeah. I want to see, I, I want to see somebody as like uh, the bus, you know, Jerome Bettis. Like that was my kind of running back. Like let's line up, let's let this guy go through the hole and freaking run over people. And I feel like Saquon can do that. Yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey, as amazing as that season was, you know, 1,000 receiving, 1,000 rushing, a lot of it was, I mean, he had so many opportunities. He had so many receptions, so many targets, so many rushes. Where Saquon, we haven't seen him with really a huge workload yet. Mm. I mean, he's been with... It just hasn't happened yet, and I think this could be a year. So you're taking Saquon. Uh, And then here's, I guess, the last question. Um, It seems like every year there's a wide receiver who breaks out. Last year, it was Chris Godwin. He was going, you know, mid-rounds, late rounds in fantasy drafts, and he completely broke out top, uh, I think, five guy. Which wide receiver do you think this year has the best chance? Whether it's a rookie, a sophomore, a third-year guy, that's when a lot of them happen, or maybe someone a little older. Which guy do you think is just going to completely set the world on fire this year? Well, I, you know, I don't know where this guy is going in the drafts, but I do expect... Calvin Ridley to have a huge step forward. Uh, okay. Calvin Ridley is a, an incredible receiver. He can catch a ball. He he has that problem where he drops a lot of a lot of easy balls and he catches amazing ones. I hate. God, I hate like, that so much. Yeah. But uh, Calvin Ridley is is one that I definitely would say, uh, you know, keep your eye on this year. I know he's already he's already a number two, so it's not like he's you know coming from number five on the depth chart. But Julio's getting older. Okay, we all know that. And Calvin Ridley is um, the next guy up, and we're going to lock him up for a little week. I don't know if – people don't notice this about the Falcons probably, 
but we get receivers and we lock them up and they do not leave. They stay here. We did it with Roddy White. Now we've done it with Julio. Roddy White, Julio. And now I think Calvin Ridley is is the next guy. You know, even before Roddy, we had Michael Jenkins forever who came here, who, who was, you know, a, a good one for us as well. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, I, I think he's one to keep your eye on to, to not to take that step to the next level, to take that step up. Uh, the problem with looking at unknown receivers that might, uh, you know, have a really, really good season is I don't know them because they're unknown. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I play fancy football for sure. I, I run. A, I actually run a cryptocurrency. I run a Bitcoin fancy football league. So we all pay in Bitcoin. And the fun thing about Bitcoin is the price can go up. So you put in like a hundred bucks, and then by the time the season's over, like especially this year, like it might be worth five thousand dollars. You know, so high stakes in the Bitcoin league. And um, you know, I play fancy football. I, I'm too, I don't know if you can tell, I'm, I'm much more like real football guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like fantasy football, but I'm never going to, to be watching a game. Like if, if I happen to have say, a Saint on my team, which, you know, I'll draft Saints on my team. Yeah, I'll draft Panthers on my team. If I get CMC, I get him, you know. Um, I won't like it, but I will get him. And, you know, I'm not going to be watching a game where it benefits us if, let's say, the Panthers lose – it benefits the Falcons. And I'm like, well, Christian McCaffrey's got the ball on the one yard line. If they score, the Panthers win, and that hurts us, but I win my fantasy football. Screw that. Take that L. Take that L, <laughs> Panthers. I'll, I'll take the L on fantasy football any day over a uh, re- real life, life win. And you're, and you're the opposite, right? Like, you, I, I heard you say the other day on one of your TikToks, you don't even have a favorite team. I That's don't. the most Gen Z thing I've ever heard, bro. <laughs> It's, it's strange because I was I was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I've been to training camps. I had a player ride my bike there. They do the bike parade, yeah. and I I have no favoritism towards them because I've been playing fantasy for I think this is my eleventh year, and I've had players on so many different teams that just, and we're in a place we don't have a team here in Kentucky. Oh, you're so in Kentucky? so oh, we yeah. just get whatever game is on the TV. You're on we Kentucky. don't have a local that one that's sense. always on the TV. So I just grew up just watching whatever and cheering for my fantasy players. And so it's a little bit sad, but I mean, I can watch any game and be entertained, I guess. It may I mean it makes it makes sense now knowing where you live. You don't have you don't have an allegiance. The closest to, where you live. to us is Cincinnati, so And there you go. So, you know, growing up as a Falcons fan, we all had uh, like listen, I ain't gonna lie. When you grew up in Atlanta, when I was growing up in Atlanta, all of our teams were terrible. The Braves were terrible. Now, they got good. They got very good, like, when I was pretty young. But before that, they've been terrible for, like, 20 years. Falcons were terrible. Hawks were terrible. All, every team was terrible. So you always had a second team. My second team was the Patriots. Growing up. Like, I, I actually, believe it or not, which ended up biting me and down the road. I like the Patriots since Drew Bledsoe was there. Drew Bledsoe was, like, my favorite player in the NFL back, you know, the Falcons were terrible. Um, so knowing that I'm knowing you're in Kentucky, you don't have a team there. It makes a little more sense to me, but yeah, I get it. I watch every football game. I watch every team, you know, I watch every game. I, I just can't get enough football. So I, I get that. Man. Yeah. I'm hoping the season happened. That's, it's that's, happen, bro. I hope so. So don't much. <laughs> and look, look, unless they vote out Roger Goodell and vote in Anthony Fauci is happening. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing that you can't, you can't underestimate uh goodell's greed <laughs> you can't underestimate fouch fouch will come get you okay he'll tell you to wear a mask and he won't wear a mask in a baseball game right, that was that was funny no that was funny i mean politics aside that was just funny it was funny yeah, his I first pitch was funny too one. it was so funny like i made a little t- if people don't know what we're talking about i made a little tiktok where i made funny anything fouch you not wearing a mask and it was all a joke 
Like it, it, people couldn't hear the sarcasm in my voice. Like I just, I don't understand. And people were ripping me in the comments. Like every comment was like, this isn't the move, bro. Your content used to be good. Your account's an L now. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, but they're, it, they're, that's they're, not, their negative comments are giving you more views. It does. It gets more views, but it makes me laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like people think take I, it so seriously. They take it so serious, man. You can't make a joke anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you are taking TikTok seriously, you're, there's there's <laughs> something wrong. Well, I know you're very busy. I'm gonna let you go before you go. Uh, promote anything you'd like. Uh, shout out any of your pages and tell the listeners where to find you. Yeah, uh, you can check me out. I'm on pretty much every social media. Uh, that old people are on anyways. Um, you can find me uh, on YouTube, BitBoy Crypto. That is going to be my cryptocurrency page if you guys are interested in finding out about Bitcoin or crypto. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff over there. And the CEO of Facts on TikTok at FactsCEO. And then I also have a YouTube channel for FactsCEO, which is uh, CEO of Facts on YouTube. We've got about 60,000 subscribers there. So uh, you guys can head out on over there and check out the content or not. But I'd love to have you stop by. All right, thank you. Have a great night, and uh, hope the Falcons can put it together this year. They've awesome. got the New Jerseys. Hopefully, that's that's what they need. I got needed. one in my closet. I haven't even worn it yet. <laughs> Saving it. All right, thank you. I'll uh, talk to you later.